My name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. This is Limping on Cloud Nine. Yes, it is. Hey, Jonathan, how you doing today, man? Everything is going well, and I'm doing better than I deserve. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. You know, we spent all of last week just moving into our place because it, it was now ready after nine months of water damage. Yeah. My wife and I looked at each other and we're like, you think it's time to buy another place? <laughs> yeah, because you were saying so, you were saying you're the rental you're in, uh, the the other house that was bigger than where your your current place, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, the rental that we were in for nine months was larger than our home. Yeah, we we just moved back into our home, and we're like, mm, we need larger. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got yeah. you got used to the more space, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. And the funny thing is, I. She's not going to listen, but I told my wife, I'm like, let's just leave the boxes packed. Exactly. Why why pack? Because we're going to do it all over again in a month or two. So we'll see where that goes. But it's just going to be a chaotic mess for most of the summer. But, you know, chaotic messes all turn out good at the end anyway, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So before I dive into our story, I wanted to say today's story might be another overt racism story right <laughs> but before i start i just wanted to tell people you know there's two ways to handle racism mm. you can either become super bitter or you can just try to make fun of it yeah so i do the latter i try to make fun of it i think it's very sad and it's very deeply hurting but you know i can't really do anything about it so i can just live my life and uh and enjoy the moments that i enjoy right totally yeah Absolutely. The last episode, as you know, Jonathan, we talked about my fascination with Porsche, me being in the Porsche dealer at Aristocrat Motors in Mission, Kansas, them just slamming my ego down to the floor and beyond, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and how I dealt with the aftermath. So today I thought it'd be apropos to do another Midwestern-based racism story, if that's mm. okay with you. Yeah, totally. So... Here's the thing. 2012, my wife and I were visiting St. Louis because that's where her parents live. My Mm. in-laws are from a very nice suburb outside of St. Louis, Mm. right? Every time I go back to the Midwest, whether it be Kansas City where I grew up or St. Louis where my wife grew up, my wife and I will talk to each other about, yeah, maybe we could live back here. And then I always say, I don't know, I really love California. And then we create these scenarios with each other. She goes, what if you had to move back here? And I'm like, well, if I had to, of course I would. But if I don't have to, I don't want to. (laughs) Right? So, Jonathan, we go to this really cool diner. It's based out of Florida. There's locations in Kansas City, so I was already familiar with it. Mm. The diner is called First Watch, right? Okay. It's a breakfast place. It's really, it's like California cuisine with Midwestern hospitality. Okay. That's the best way to describe it. Very hip, very youngish, very cool, right? Yeah. We go in there. We leave our daughters with with my in-laws so my wife and I can go in there alone. Yeah. And we just had this amazing, fresh, beautiful, wonderful breakfast. Mm. Right? And the whole time we're like, this is really cool i dig the vibe I, this is fun this is really really nice right yeah we finished breakfast 
we go to pay. I'm like the fourth person in line. Okay. Right? All the three couples in front of me show up, give their credit card. The guy shakes their hand. The guy welcomes them, thanks them for being there, swipes their credit card. They sign out. Have a good day. Have a good day. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One by one, that's the exact treatment they get. Right? Yeah. My turn. <laughs> I'm already thinking, hey, this guy is really nice. I'm going to, like, talk about the St. Louis Cardinals, maybe the Rams, because the Rams hadn't left. Yeah, they're still there. Back then, yeah. Right? I'm going to hold conversation. I'm going to talk about the fact we live in California. We're visiting. We love it so much here. Blah, blah, blah. So I go up. He just gives me a look. And I'm with my wife. I'm not alone. So, and my wife okay, is so like she's standing next pleasant, to you. Okay. You know, very pleasant, beautiful woman. And I take out my credit card. I give it with the bill. And take a guess what he does. He just, <laughs> he just snatches it from you? You're, you're on the right path. You know what he does? He looks at me, and he looks at my card. Then he looks at me, and he looks at my card. And then he grimaces, right? Okay. And then he holds a card in his hand, and then he puts it behind his back. Okay. I'm not kidding. He puts my credit card behind his back. And, and I say, excuse me, what are you doing? And he goes, what's your name? And I said, well, why do you have my credit card behind your back? I thought he was joking me. Right? Yeah. I thought there was going to be some, like, payoff. Like, oh, Hamad, you don't remember me? We met in Kansas City 28 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought there was some, yeah. something coming. Yeah. Nothing. He keeps, his, he keeps my card behind his back, and I'm like, is there something wrong? And he's like, he goes, I don't believe this is your credit card. What? <laughs> I'm like, really? And you know the first thing I thought? Thank you for ruining my vacation in St. Louis. Right, right. I, I spent the last five days telling myself how much I really love the Midwest, and then slam. It's like every single time I go to the Midwest, I love it a lot until I get one instance like this that just reminds me why I live in California. Right? <laughs> yeah. So... He keeps the card behind his back, and he asks me what my name is. I tell him, I go, well, my name is Hamad Zaidi. Can you tell me why you have my credit card behind your back? And he takes it out from his back, and he looks at it, and he goes, so you're this guy? Spell your name for me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then the second thing that I thought, Jonathan, the second thing I thought is I gave him my American Express Platinum card. Yeah. I was thinking... That's not even the best card I had in my wallet. I, have, I had a more exclusive card than that in my wallet. And I'm thinking, God, I'm glad I didn't give him that card. Yeah, seriously. Because I gave him that card, he'd call the police on me, right? <laughs> and I was angry at this point. My, my wife is squeezing my arm like, don't explode, don't yeah, get mad, don't right, get mad. Right, right, right. And just to let you know, my wife is a physician, and both of her parents are also physicians, so she grew up in a very nice neighborhood right? with a very comfortable upbringing, you know, yeah. had great friends, safe neighborhood, private school. So she never dealt with any of this stuff. And, and for people who haven't listened to this podcast before, 
growing up, my mom managed a 7-Eleven, and my dad was an engineer. So I was used to moments like this. <laughs> right. You know, this was old hat for me. My, my wife, though, was looking at the guy and looking at me like, is this really happening? Right? Yeah. And so I spell out my name emphatically, you know, H-A-M-M-A-D-Z-A-I-D-I, middle initial H. Can I have my card back now? And the guy looked at me, and then he looked at my wife, and he saw how she wasn't very happy. Yeah. And then he dropped this, well, I'm just trying to keep you safe, guys. I'm just trying to keep you safe. Right? <laughs> then, he, then he swipes my card. I sign it. And we leave. And the thing is, we leave, and my wife's like, let it go. First words out of her mouth, ah, eh, let it go. He's an idiot. Let it go. And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can let it go. I'm not going to be mad about it, but that guy deserves to be taught a lesson. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean that's, that's so obnoxious. It's just so, and he did it. You know, we weren't the last people in line. There were still four or five couples behind us. Oh, my goodness. So, so he made it pretty obvious what he was doing. Right. Basically, what he was saying a brown disabled guy cannot have a platinum card. Right. And this guy must have stolen it. Right. Right? Right. That's basically what he was saying. Yeah, absolutely. Saying, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So we drive back to my, my in-law's house. My wife goes and takes care of my kids. She plays with Lena and Zoe. And then I step outside and she goes, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I, I just want to get resolution. It's going to grate on me until I do something. So you know what I did? No. I, I called the national headquarters. Same thing I did with the Porsche story. Yeah, right? yeah. I called the national headquarters, and I was very polite, because I don't believe in screaming on the phone. You don't get anything done. Yeah, no, no yeah. Second, Right? The yeah. second you start screaming on the phone, people shut down, and they're not going to help you anyway. Exactly. Right? So I call, and I say, can I speak to a customer service person about, you know, public relations? I had an issue at one of your restaurants. And they're like, oh, sure. You know, give us your number. We'll, we'll call you back. And then I said, okay, when will he call me back? He or she, when will he call me back? And they said, oh, you know, one to two business days. And then I paused. And I'm like, okay, so let me clarify myself. I've just been racially insulted. Right? Mm-hmm. And her... Her entire tone changed, right? Yeah. And I said, and at the time, going bionic, which is, you know, my, you know what it is. Yeah. For the people that don't, goingbionic.com is my, uh, it's where I write my film-related articles. Yeah. And these podcasts are also published at goingbionic.com. But at the time, Going Bionic was my column that was published at filmthreat.com, which which is a major film website. Yeah. Right? So I told this lady, I, I go, did I mention that I write a weekly column for a major motion picture publication and I have a lot of readers? Right? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, hold on. <laughs> and no, then this guy, no. this guy gets on the phone, and admittedly, I got to tell you, I don't want to embellish anything. He was super nice. He was really 
really attentive. Yeah. I told, I told him the whole story. He was just flabbergasted. He was blown away. He's like, that really happened? And I'm like, well, my wife saw it. I saw it. All the people in the restaurant saw it. And frankly, I'm a little upset. And I told him, I said, you know what? Something's got to be done. Because if it's not done, I'm going to write about this in my next column. Right? Yeah. I mean, he just snapped. Not at me. He just, not at me. He was nice to me. Yeah. But he's, we need to take care of this. Right? Yeah. And he said, who was, do you remember the person's name? And I said, I do not remember the gentleman's name, but he told me four times that he was the manager. Right? Okay. Okay. Late 40s, early 50s, white guy, blonde hair, glasses. Right? Yeah. And then this guy's like, I will take care of this. So what wound up happening, he, this guy promised me he'd call me back the next day and give me an update. Sure. He didn't call me back the next day. He called me back like two hours later. Oh, wow. Okay. And you know what he did? He goes, we are deploying a regional general manager to go directly to that location and to severely reprimand the manager. No kidding. Right. He's like, the manager needs some training. If you would put this in your column, it would be much worse for our company. We're taking care of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the last thing the guy says, and I find this funny, so if you laugh, it's fine, is, is he goes, because of your issue, can I give you a $50 coupon for first watch? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, do you think I'm ever going to dine at first watch Ever again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Right? I mean, every time I drive by it, I'm not going to remember all the great times I had with my buddy Rich Ambler at the first watch in Kansas City. I'm only going to remember being really treated poorly and discriminated against in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. So it just made me think, wow, you know, it's. I don't know, man. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining because I'm trying not to. And this whole incident just taught me that, you know, I belong in California. <laughs> like I've always said. I've always said that. So, no, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think you sound bitter. I mean, it's just, I just, you know, again, you know, this is the, the blind guy throwing in his two cents. But it's just baffling that someone can just look at you. And be like, oh, this guy stole this credit card just by looking at you. Didn't he? You know, he, yeah. did, he didn't even like talk to you for you know the second. He just looked at you, looked at your card, looked at you, looked at your card, and was just like this guy, this can't be his. Right. Exactly. It, it's it's, and, it's and ridiculous. It it completely blew me away because I'm thinking, I actually believe he was meant to do that to remind me that I'm in the right place in life. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I was going to ask you, I know you had your accident and you went blind when you were 14. Yeah. But do you remember, do you remember the difference of how you were treated when you were sighted versus when you were uh, blind? Oh, yeah, I'm totally, you know, people would think I'm, I was capable of doing anything and everything when I could see, and then I lose my sight and I'm no longer capable of doing anything. I mean, you know... Time and time again, I try, I try to get a quote-unquote, you know, regular job. And, you know, people see my resume. 
they they say, oh, you're you're so this you're perfect for, the, for this position. This is great, you know, blah blah blah. You know, do two or three interviews, and every single job interview I've ever done, when it finally came to the face to face, it took a hundred eighty degree turn where I went from being the perfect guy for the position to we went in another direction. The second they saw that I was blind or the second I told them I was blind, I went from, you know, again, the perfect candidate to, well, you can't do this. Well, you know what? The reason, and it's funny, I think we may have talked about this before in a podcast, but I'm so glad you brought it up because people always ask me, why didn't you ever go work for the motion picture studios? Why have you always had your own little independent company? And the reason is, it's kind of how my life turned out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, re- I remember when I graduated UCLA Film School, I had a great interview with um, Sony Pictures, with Sony, mm. which owns Columbia Pictures, right? Yeah. And, you know, uh, back, you know, in the movie industry, basically, you start at the bottom, you start as an assistant, you work your way up. Right. Right? Which I was totally okay with. And I remember, and I won't say her name because she is really nice to me, but I remember the one thing that really stopped my ability to get hired at Sony because they, they called me, they brought me in, we had a great interview. Yeah. They, they had a typing test, right? Mm, mm. And, and I type clearly, but not very well because I only use one hand. Right. I mean, think about it. I've written over 300 articles on going bionic, so I certainly know how to type. Right. <laughs> right? She rated me at 28 words a minute, which I know is really, really slow. Yeah, but it's impressive with one hand. <laughs> yeah, with one, yeah I'm, I'm like, yeah, but it's a 56 average. Right? right. And she goes, you know what? We just have minimum. And this is back in 94, so maybe they've changed their outlook on yeah, yeah. hiring disabled people yeah. in the last you know, 22 years, 23 years. But at the time, she was like, you know, I'd like to offer you a position, but no one's going to take an assistant that only types 28 words a minute. And I just sat there and thought, you know what? If this is the requirement to get into Hollywood, I need to find another way around. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that is why I've always worked for myself. And that's actually why you work for yourself. Exactly, yeah. You know? Yeah. But... There is a silver lining with everything, as we both know, because if I did work for Sony, there's no way I could just tell my boss, hey, I need to take off every, like, Super Bowl weekend because I want to go <laughs> right. to the game. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Or I can't work tonight because I have Lakers tickets. Right. Right. So, I mean, I'm happy the way my life turned out. I'm thrilled the way my life turned out. I know. I know. That's... You know, I, I'm probably judged like that, but I, I obviously don't see it, so it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. But like to to like for you to just like I said, it just baffles me. You know, for anyone of uh, you know whether it's skin color or like nationality or whatever, for someone to just judge someone else on the color of their skin or just like oh look at you know that Middle Eastern person, and they, well, they, they just you know make these assumptions. It's just I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to, I almost want to think of something funny to say so it doesn't seem like this episode's super bitter. Because it's, it's not trying to be. Maybe I should stop babbling, my friend. But, uh, yeah, no, that was, what do you that think? Was good. That was good. That was really good. On that thought, can you please share with everyone what we're doing with uh, Toys Accessible? Yeah, so if you want to check out toysaccessible.com, that is a website that 
meets the needs of children that have, you know, physical disabilities, learning disabilities, uh, you know, providing them with uh, really cool toys to play with. Uh, they have, like, voice-controlled, you know, remote-controlled cars and stuff like that if kids can't uh, hang on to the the remote to control the car. There's just really cool stuff. There's toys for kids with autism, uh, you know, toys for blind kids, deaf kids. So, you know, if you have a, a child with some type of disability, you know, a loved one that has a disability or a friend, something, uh, you know, family member or a friend, a cousin, whatever, you know, check out toysaccessible.com. These toys are built specifically with the disabilities in mind when they make these toys. So they're perfect for kids with disabilities. I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, what these companies are doing. Uh, so yeah, you can check us out on Twitter. We are on Facebook, uh, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Radio. You can find us everywhere and anywhere. So you know, follow us, tweet us, you know, like us on Facebook, and uh, we're trying to be everywhere we possibly can be on the net. Uh, so Hamad, if they want to email us, how can they get a hold of us? They can reach us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's I-N-F-O, info at limpingoncloud9.com, and it is the number nine. And I just wanted to say I love everyone for listening. I just really love doing this, man. This is what I get super excited about every week. Absolutely. So thank you for listening, and Jonathan, take us home. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and we'll talk to you next episode. See ya.